Welcome to the third episode of Too Much Monte with my guest again, Max Levy at Max Scouts on Twitter. Should we talk about like the Porzingis interview first? Like he, he had like his first practice, of course, and there were some interesting things said about him and, and things he said. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so I, I looked at both the pre-interview at the Spurs game and then the after practice interview yesterday. Yeah. Um, so he seemed very upbeat. He was really excited at this. It almost felt like, like he was holding back, like how excited he was. Yeah. I got that feeling as well. Yeah. And he was like, I feel better now than I did pre-injury, which that stood out to me. If that's actually like for real, because I mean, you know, sometimes players get told to say things, uh, in addition I think it's worth noting how he was like in some of the interviews he was like I'm ready I can't wait to get back on the court as if like he went to get back on like the the arena court he obviously didn't mean it necessarily that way but he like might have like subconsciously meant it that way if you know what I mean yeah it it kind of felt like he he kind of wants to play like as soon as possible but he he knows that that like strength and conditioning is important to like prevent future injuries and stuff and body mechanics, yeah. Yeah, so it, I think it's really like frustrating for him that he can't play. But like he didn't really think about his injury, that he could like play without thinking about it. And that's really positive. Like you rarely hear that from a big injury. Yeah, it's worth noting he's like completely done with rehab at this point. So yeah. it's all about future prevention and all that at this point. So it's a completely different thing going on now. Yeah. Also, something I'm kind of like conflicted about is like Porzingis could potentially play, and Doncic is kind of injured. In injured, so like, why not like shut down Luca as well? Like, if you're not gonna play Porzingis, like I get it, but like it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know? Well, I mean, we don't know what's going on with Luca. I want to put him tonight just because of what you saw with like the the whole knee popping thing. I mean, they're playing in Denver for crying out loud. But, sure. I mean, it's going to be on national TV, too, so that's great. Mm. But, I mean, I wouldn't play him, or at least I wouldn't play him much. I, I kind of don't understand why he kept playing in San Antonio as well, you know, after, like, because the Because he wanted to. Yeah, but, like, that's not his decision, I guess, you know. Oh. To an extent, it kind of is because Rick was yeah. saying how like he wanted to play so bad that I let him. Yeah, okay, but and isn't then, that the same in Denver then? Um, yeah, but I think they'll the the front office might have sent him a little message, being like, "Yo, don't play because we're we're kind of tanking anyway." Yeah, but, okay. Um, also, that's also kind of inter- interesting that he he like literally mentioned like. We're not playing for much, but I still want to play. Like that's the first time I heard like a player like. Uh, Players say it all the time whenever they get eliminated from the playoffs. I guess so. Yeah. That means the Mavericks are basically, if not completely, eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, they're as good as yeah. Um. Also, it is worth noting. I saw a tweet from a reliable reporter, Dorothy J. Gentry. 
reporting on the fact that the uh, there was a delay in their flight, and so they could not fly out yesterday morning to Denver because it, their, the airport was snowed in. And so it is entirely possible they got they started flying out like last night, or they haven't flown out yet. And in that case, uh, the players might not exactly be in the best condition to perform um, come against the Nuggets tonight. And you probably will see, you might see a lot of players getting sat out if they're really is sick, like if Maxi gets sick again. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I'd love to see some Costas time anyway, so even though he hasn't really been that good. But at this point, we have nothing to lose. And everything yeah, for sure. by losing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose that leads off into tanking. That's true. Um, I guess, why don't you start? All right. Um, so I'm going to start off with uh, remaining schedule strengths. The Dallas Mavericks have the 15th hardest remaining schedule, which is bang on average. The Atlanta Hawks, the team ahead of them in the tank race, have the second hardest schedule remaining with playing two games against the Bucks, two games against the 76ers, once against the Pacers, and once against the Rockets. Ooh, yeah. And while the Mavericks play two games against the Grizzlies, one game against the Cavaliers, one game against the Suns, one game against the Pelicans, and one game against the Timberwolves. Yeah, I, it's, it's kind of safe to say that the Mavs will be sixth in the lottery-like race at highest, right? Yeah, it is worth noting how Atlanta did win against their matchup against the Grizzlies, so it is theoretically possible for the Mavs to catch them. But the yeah. Atlanta would have to win against the Pelicans, the Magic, and the Magic again, and some other relatively below-average opponent. Yeah, I guess it's still possible. Um, but the Hawks have been playing well, and the Grizzlies have been playing well as well actually so that they win one against them you know that was kind of impressive i guess yeah the main thing is there's just no way they're beating any of those top six teams that they're playing like they're not beating the bucks they're not beating the 76ers they're not beating the pacers they're not beating the rockets yeah they're not doing any of those things and then i mean so basically the mavericks would just have to lose every single game all 15, which yeah. is somewhat possible. Because, um, I mean, they already know how to lose to the Grizzlies, clearly. <laughs> um, losing to the Cavaliers is a tough ask. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Losing to the Suns, the Mavs the are very good at losing to the Suns. Yeah, they are, yeah. Um, the Pelicans, the Mavs can lose to the Pelicans because Drew Holiday can just go off for 40. Um Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns can go off for 40. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, I, I'm not like the biggest fan of tanking, but this is like the first season where I'm actually like, the team is obviously tanking because they've like traded all their starters. You know, you know I'm not going to like be ignorant about it anymore because the, the even the team isn't, you know. Well, I mean, they were tanking in 2016-17 um, at the end. They were, but that was more like they were. They had a team that they were trying to win with, but they were just like they were just like the least clutch team in the in the league, you know. And now they're like 
they had a decent team, but like, I mean, they had a bad team, but like, they still traded all their starters, you know, and they have an injured start. So. Well, I mean, the Mavericks were gunning. What happened was they had a terrible start to the season in 2016, 17. Yeah. Like four and like, it was something like three and 17. Yeah. And then at the end, they were really coming on and then they got eliminated from the playoffs and then like, screw this, we're tanking. Yeah. For like the last, I think it was like 12 to 15 games. It was just a masterful tank job because they don't think they won like more than one game. I guess that's true, yeah. I guess it was kind of obvious. I mean, the thing is also that, like, in previous years, it was like, if you weren't really tanking, you, you'd get, like, the 10th pick. But if you were, you would, like, race up to, like, 4th or something. And now it's like, either you tank and you keep your pick, or you don't and you lose your pick. And then it's, like, more of an incentive to, to root for tanking, you know, in my opinion. Well, I mean, the the point is at this point is that Luke is already having injury problems. The Mavericks are not yeah. in a position to make the playoffs. And, I mean, there's not much of an incentive to intentionally, like, go after wins the hardest. Now, they're going to play whoever they play and stuff like that. But you're seeing players like Courtney Lee play, like, 10 minutes, even if he's been struggling, but he's only shot, like, 15 three-pointers. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like you can't, you can't explain that. You can't explain Ryan Brokoff, one of our best shooters, never being on the floor with Luca. Whenever Luca desperately needs players that can shoot, yeah, like that's unforgivable if you're actually trying to win games. Wait, so do you think Brokoff will play in the summer league next year? Um, I'm not sure because he's played in the summer league before, and now he's played a season in the NBA. Perhaps he plays in the summer league, but he's we'll, kind of we'll old for it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it'd be like if Milos Teodosic played in the summer league. I mean, he's more proven than than Brokoff, though. That's the point. I know, but he's also, when he got signed, he had never been to the NBA or the summer league or anything. He was always in Europe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also, he didn't shoot 50% from three. <laughs> And have a net rating of 60. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Teodosic played at a higher league than, than Brokov, though. Um, I'm not sure about that. Brokov was playing in the Russian League and the Euro Cup. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah, Teodosic yeah. was playing in a similar level, actually. Wait, Teodosic? I thought yes. he played in, in Spain, actually. but um, There was a time when he did. I'm not sure if he was playing there recently. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that but makes I sense. Can, I can yeah. check. Um, it, previous to the NBA, he was playing at Suska Moscow. Okay. Yeah, that's the Russian league as well. Yes, that is the best team in Russia. And um, especially towards the end of his career, I mean, in over there, I'd imagine he kind of got slotted behind uh, MVP Nando de Colo. But yeah, before that he played in Olympiacos, which is in Greece. He and right. then before then he played in the Adriatic League. So he he never played in Spain. Okay. Um You wanna talk more draft real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say well, you know what? Let's do one one sim of the of the lottery and then I wanna ask you who you, who you would pick with that pick if there is a pick. All right, hold on. But the before we sim, uh, but yeah. Before we sim, 
Yeah. Um, the Mavericks' current odds to keep their pick is 37.2%. Okay. Um, if they go into the fifth slot somehow, they would have 42% of getting into the 42.1% of getting to the top four, plus another 2.2% to hold at fifth. All right. So that would be a um, that'd be forty four point three percent chances to keep keeping the big. Yeah. If they somehow moved up to five, likely the Mavericks will hold um, stand pad at six though. Yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, do this sim. I'm gonna sim the mock draft because I want to see what Tankathon thinks we'll pick. Sure. Now, it is worth noting, should we sim until the Mavs get a pick or sim and if the Mavs don't get a pick? They don't. And we just see who Atlanta picks with the Mavs pick. Yeah, I guess the one one sim. One sim? Okay, one sim. Here we go. The Dallas Mavericks move down a slot, and with the pick, the Atlanta Hawks select Jackson Hayes. Okay. That's pretty bad, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, that's likely what happens. You know, the Mavs just uh, just, just stick at, like, six or seven and then i want to ask you like are there advantages for next year because next year is supposed to be like a better draft right it's deeper there's not necessarily a premier talent and there's not a whole lot of better talent but there's more of it and there's they're younger so let's say like the the mass would get like the fifth pick this year or either like the 18th like pick next year which would be better you take obviously you take the fifth pick this year Obviously. I guess so. I guess so. And uh, also, remember the strategy whenever you're in this draft. Never pick at five. Trade down. Unless you can get a trade for Zion, because some team is stupid. Trade down. Really? Even though the, trade the, out. Even though the, the class is not that deep, you should trade down? Yes. Not okay. far, but a little bit. There okay. are very attractive players. In the mid to late lottery. Okay, that, that makes sense. Slot in perfectly with this team. My eyes are centered upon um, Brandon Clark and Kelton Johnson. Okay. I want so, those players in Mavericks jerseys badly. That seventh pick with the, from the Hawks. Who do you think they pick, and who and do you think they keep that spot? Well, I don't know what the Hawks want, mm. but I mean, if I were them, I'd trade down still because. The value difference isn't that much. Okay. But um, if they keep their pick, I would imagine they probably do end up picking a player like Jackson Hayes to slot in and play really excellent defense next to John Collins. Okay. Now, um, the only problem with him is he's kind of pretty raw on the offensive end. I'm kind of shocked that Cam Reich is still top five in all these boards. I think with how badly he's been struggling, it's going to be interesting to see if he actually ends up going top five, and I personally would not do it. Okay. Uh, I just want to say that because Tankathon has Cam Reddish going to Atlanta with their fourth pick. So I also wanted to ask you, if the Mavs do get in the top five, do they keep their pick or do they trade it for, like, an asset? Um... Well, according to reports, Drew Holiday is not available. Okay. That's going to be something like their number one target. Um, I'm trying to think. Perhaps they could trade it for a Dragic-type character with uh, putting on Courtney Lee's contract. 
oh, that makes sense. So we get like rid of Courtney Lee while at the same time getting uh, now. Dragic. And I think you might even be able to ask for the Miami pick as well. Yeah. Because Dragic is only on a one-year deal as well. And because AU trading a top five pick. Yeah. So currently Miami is 15th. Okay. But um, Orlando's only a game back of them in the playoffs. Right. So who knows? If Miami makes a lottery, I think it's very attractive because they'll be like 11th instead of 15th. Right. And that would put you in pretty solid position if you ask me to pick at least one of Brandon Clark or um, Keldon Johnson, who I just think would be ideal fits for this squad. They're both bigs, right? No. Keldon Johnson's a... Brandon Clark is a wing... is a forward big. Forward, forward big, okay. Um, Keldon Johnson is a wing. Right. Um, very attractive. Yeah, like, yeah. Excellent shooter. Um, pretty capable off-the-ball scorer. Um, isn't a demanding player and isn't gonna... You're not gonna need to give him the ball in order to be effective. Plays hard-nosed defense... Not the greatest defender or anything, but he's going to try his hardest. He's relatively long, positional size, all that. Just seems like the perfect fit. He doesn't have character issues or anything like that. He has the he has a good frame to him. He's not he's not like slender. Right. Um. Um. He, he like he, he just seems like an ideal player to put next to Luca. If you're asking me. Right. Also, I'd be very intrigued to see if somehow the Mavericks could land um, Grant Williams as well. The problem with him is he's a much later pick because he has a lot of limitations, but his IQ is off the charts. And I think Rick Carlisle would really appreciate landing a smart basketball player like him. Like he's on like the Draymond meter type of player. Oh, that would, that, that's actually actually pretty fitting, yeah. He doesn't play quite the same. He's much more um, standstill and in the post, whereas Draymond's an on-the-move kind of guy. I mean, that's based off college, right? And there's a lot of post-ups in college. Well, I mean, just generally, even in college, Draymond played a lot more off the dribble. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it is worth noting, Grant Williams was the SEC player of the year last year, and now he averages close to 20 points per game. Okay, um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to like uh, seeing, like seeing the lottery, and I think uh, as soon as we know like the position the Mavs are in, we're going to be talking more like draft stuff. Yeah, I mean it is worth noting there are very attractive players in the second round the Mavericks could land. I would focus on among other players, um, Cameron Johnson would be interesting because he is a six foot eight sharpshooter. You're never gonna think he's gonna miss. He's gonna make so many shots. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, we need we need, we need defense, like wing shooters. Yeah, his defense and his playmaking and like basically everything else is kind of lacking. He's just so good at shooting. I mean, that's 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 something you can develop, you know, right? He is very old. He's 23. Yeah, but the, the, he still hasn't had like NBA training. You know, that helps a lot. Yes. But at a certain point, how much time do you have left is always a question you have to ask. For sure. Yeah. Um, Ty Jerome would be a very interesting pick. 
he's a he's like one of these like super efficient playmakers who is able to space the floor and play good defense, especially in a zone. He's not a particularly excellent athlete or anything, but he's just one of those really high IQ kind of guys. Yeah. Um. He he would ideally, I think Rick Carlisle would love to put on some more zone plays right now because the NBA is actually moving back to zone to an extent. It's oh, that's pretty cool. It's hybrid zone and like man schemes where like you have like matchup zone stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, it's back, baby. And Rick Carlisle brought it first, 2011 NBA Finals. Yeah, Rick is pretty good at uh, zone defense. Because I mean, you look at all these interviews, you see reports of how like whenever you throw a zone defense at an NBA team, it can screw with them for like a half a quarter. Right. Because players just forget how to break down a zone because they haven't done it since like high school. That's true. Yeah. So that's worth noting. Um, the Mavericks also have a pick in the late fifties due to the Warriors. Yeah. So if there's a player that the Tankathon has the Mavericks picking right now, which is Dylan Windler, and I swear to God, if the Mavericks can get Dylan Windler, you will be happy when he shows up in summer league. Really? Yes, he is is one of the best players in the Ohio Valley Conference, second to only John Morant. Wow. Yes, and he is worthy of, in my opinion, he's worthy of a top 45 selection, Um, or at least close to it. If he's that good, won't like uh, another team like picking with like the fortieth pick or something. The problem is he plays at Belmont. <laughs> okay. So I mean, he's played some good teams, but most of the time he's playing in the same conference as Ja, and he's also a senior. Okay. Yeah. Um. So there, there's, there's some pause about him, just because okay. of that. Um. Some other players I'd be interested in getting: uh, Sagaba Kanate, um, six foot eight. Guy with seven foot wingspan, extremely well built, 250 pounds, like only seven percent body fat. And you know what's crazy is that Zion Williamson still is heavier than him. <laughs> like Zion is 280 at six foot seven, and Sagaba Kanate is 250 at six foot eight. Wow. <laughs> like it's just insane. But yeah, um, Le Vic would be interesting as a shot maker. But I'm kind of worried he's too much of a shot taker at the same time. He'd be okay. he'd be a very interesting proposition to try to fit him onto this team, but he could be a microwave scorer off the bench for us if he turned out well. Um, I'm very interested in Matisse Thibel. He's the one of the leaders, if not the leader, in college steals per game. F, um, I'll, let me move it to per game. But his is very high. He gets three and a half steals per game. Okay. And two point two blocks as a six foot five small forward. Wow. But his arms are ridiculous. And he's just he makes so many impact plays with the with off the ball. It's incredible. And he knows how to play in a zone like nobody else. Right. And he's the type of player you slot next to Luca for like five or six minutes and he can like mask so many of Luca's issues defensively right um i wanted to ask you if some of these like second round picks work out uh who are the players that the match let go like they probably have to like let go of maybe broke off or sala they have uh, roster space really yes 
Um, Wait, how how many players on the team right now then? Well, I'm just gonna say who they're letting go of. Burke is going. Yeah. Or at least they'll they'll just let him go because he's in of contract. Devin yeah. Harris is retiring at this point. You think so? Yes. Okay. I mean, he was on a one-year deal. He received more offers to coach than to play in last offseason. Yeah, and I he guess hasn't that exactly makes sense. shown why he should keep playing, especially without JJ Barea. It seems I love Devin Harris, but he can't be effective without JJ Barea. And JJ Barea, who knows what's going to happen with him? Um, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired somehow because of just how bad the injury is. We'll have to we'll have to stay keep tabs on that situation. Yeah. Um. Another thing. Um. They have more free agents. Um, yeah, that, that's Dirk, also also the Dirk thing. Dirk is going to be off the roster most likely. You think so? He's retiring. I think. The only way he doesn't retire is if he's really confident in his body. But I, mean, right I, now he I find is. that hard to believe. No, he's. I wouldn't say so. It feels like he's still not comfortable out there, and he's still struggling to be any kind of effective. So, I mean, it, it's a tough decision. But regardless, I think the Mavericks will have the roster space, especially since if I'm the Mavericks... um. I probably move Costas on Tentacumpo to just a G League contract because he doesn't really deserve a two-way. No, uh, I agree with that, but it's also like then some other team might might pick him up, you know, and then who? you lose him. Who? 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 Why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like the Nets or something who need no, like the uh, Nets, something. No, the Nets can find better people in undrafted free agency. Costas is not a, was not even considered a top 100 prospect by pretty much anybody. Like there's a reason I'm saying that. So why like, is he still then? Why did they not waive him instead of Spalding? Because of his older brother. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so here's all the free agents the Mavericks have: um, Dwight Powell and a player option. There's an actual chance now he says no to it. I don't wow. know why Ed Davis is on here. Ed Davis should not be on here, but no, okay, um, because they they don't have Ed Davis, but um, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, Salah Mejri, and also Daryl Macon. That's actually a lot more than I thought. So that means they'll well, I mean, lose Darryl a lot Macon, of players well, that Darryl, I don't want well, them to lose. Well, Maxi and Dorian are both restricted. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, Salah is gonna go, or at least he should. Yeah. I mean, especially if they sign a center. If they sign, like, Fuchivic or Rendo or something, then there's no... If they sign Ed Davis. Yeah, fair. I would love to have Ed Davis here as their bench rebounder, plug and play. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Um, So, yeah, they have the roster space to add draft picks for sure, especially since... um, I. Daryl Macon, they're going to have to sign to either a guarantee. I think they have to sign him to a guaranteed contract. Okay. So it'll be like the minimum deal. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, he deserves it. He's been he's been balling the G League. He's just he's put in the wrong hole. He's being asked to score like twenty plus points on a team where he should be like asked to shoot like just three or four three pointers and play a bit off the ball and play make off closeouts. Okay. 
So, I mean, it's not really his fault that his net rating is like negative eight. Right. I mean, Costas is also really low. Right, yeah. Um, wait, so um, who do you think the Mavs sign at like center? I personally, I I think there's a good chance they sign Vucevic because I feel like a lot of teams with cap space are probably going after Kawhi or KD. And I think the Mavs aren't interested in those players at all. And they're just going straight to Vucevic, which, which might be attractive to Vucevic, you know, that he like gets some max straight away. I and think the Mavericks are not that interested in Vucevic. Really? Yes. Mark Stein said it himself. And there's no better man. Yeah, that's actually true. I forgot about that. I and do think it's like a, a perfect match, you know, like the, uh, those there will be uh, like a lot of pick and pops for Luca, and he rebounds very well. Defensively, there are a lot of questions. That's true, but if you like, if 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 you get like so many pick and pops and so many post plays and and it's only so rebounds. effective whenever you want most of those pick and pops going to Chris Taps anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess. But Here's the thing to consider, right, is I think he'll be here, but it's not going to be because the Mavs want Vucevic as much as it is because the Vucevic wants the Mavs um, because he really wants to be here. You think so? Yes. You can Why tell by all the interviews, the way he talks about Dirk. You can tell by, like, I remember he winked at the camera whenever he was hugging Luca. Right, like, okay. Yeah. You can tell, like, he wants to be here. Right. But And also the Mavs definitely are going to go after Kevin Durant. They are like, or they aren't? Which they are. Really? Yes. You think the Mavericks, do you think Donnie Nelson, we like stars, Donnie Nelson, is not about to go after Kevin Durant? Isn't that more Mark Cuban's thing, though, going after no, stars? No, it's both of them. Okay. Just Donnie Nelson's not an idiot. No. Okay. Yeah. I, I, hate, I hate the thought of, of Kevin Durant joining the Mavs, though. I, I, I do not. Because there's even if Kevin Durant was somehow a negative influence on Luca, Luca would be a fool to take the qualifying offer. And Chris as Porzingis is going to sign an extension, so I don't they're think, both going to be here for four or five years. Yeah, I don't think Luca's going to be here for eight years. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Durant has an influence on 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 Luca. I don't even think they'll be like great friends or anything. But I just think that I don't know. I just don't like the guy, and I don't like. I don't know. I think the problem is that everyone hated him so much for what he did, which to an extent was deserved. But no one has had the ability to move on. Everyone's still obsessive over a decision he made like three years ago. No, that's not that's not really it. It's more like he, he yes, just... Yes, it is. It's he's, and yes, he's tired of talking about it. I mean, yeah, so he shouldn't talk about it. You know, he's always so getting so mad at that, everything. He talks you know? about it because he gets asked about it. I guess he has so. to answer the question. I don't know how he like. I I don't like how he like gets upset over every little thing, you know. Well, I would get upset. How would you feel if you constantly got asked about leaving your job? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess. Like every day, twenty four seven, multiple times. So then, times. why would he go to the maths? Well, first off, you have guys that are free agent reporters saying, I would tell Kevin Durant to give the Mavericks a long look. Yeah, okay. So, first off, there's that. Number two, he would slot in perfectly as a four. You would play Chris, that's the five. Yeah. 
and you would have the most unstoppable six foot eight and taller lineup in history. Yeah, that's true. You have a seven foot three unicorn, which Kevin Durant gave Kristaps that nickname. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I have to like think about it. You know, it sounds really you weird. You have a seven foot three guy that creates as if he's six foot eight. Yeah. And you have a seven footer that plays as if he's a guard. Yeah. You have a six foot eight guy that plays like a point guard and Larry Bird at the same time. I mean, yeah, there are things. There's and then on top of that, you can still sign Danny Green or something like that because with Kevin Durant, you can say, "Can you take a pay cut and come to us because we'll be going to the finals." And I think if you have Kevin Durant, you can say we're going to the finals. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. Yeah. He is that good. I, no... I, I like him on the court. And I there are some things where I'm like, he, he says some, some spot on things sometimes, you know. But then also he says like really dumb shit sometimes. Well, I mean, like, it's, let me put it this way. The... Back in the day, the Dallas every single Dallas Cowboys fan hated Terrell Owens because he was a clown on the field. He would make fun of every single opponent he ever played. And then he got signed to the Cowboys. And then every single Cowboys fan loved him. It's like with DeAndre Jordan, I guess. Except DeAndre Jordan became an absolute failure. Yeah, but like his personality kind of fit with the Mavericks, even though from an outsider's perspective, he, he seemed like a, a clown, you know. Well, to an outsider perspective, he seemed like a bit of a jerk. Yeah, but actually, he's, a nice, he's like a really nice guy, which was And weird. I think Kevin Dur- the truth about Kevin Durant, he's, he's a nice guy who is just tired of being asked about things that he can't change. Yeah, okay. And so- now, uh, here's the thing, right? Dallas... Ma- Mavericks media people love to butter up every single one of the players. It's just the way it is. So you get Kevin Durant down here. He's going to love how the media treats him. There's not going to be anywhere near as many BS questions that just piss him off. He's going to love the way the – it's a cakewalk for like 75% of the games. Yeah, you're you're absolutely spot on about that. That's true. I'm kind of like wondering – I, I kind of like having like Luca as a number one option, though. You know, I think Durant's guy. Luca's the guy that loves to share the ball anyway. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 Luca will get will get his, but Kevin Durant can get his. And to be honest, once we hit about the back half of Kevin Durant's contract, Luca can start to take over the team. Mm. And if there's one thing I know. Based off Kevin Durant's time at the Warriors, there's no man more clutch in the league right now. Nobody. Right. Not Kyrie Irving. Not well, even I, him. I, I kind of want to ask you then, let's say Durant joins the Mavs uh, and the media treats him well. Do you think like uh, the, the, those like Thunder fans that hate him now, you think they'll like turn around and like... No, because they're, they're, they will always be salty and to an extent they have a right to be. Yeah, they have, but like, well, if what you say is true, like that, that his personality is a lot better because he's treated well, you know. Do the, like Thunder fans see Thunder that? Thunder fans or? are not going to change. Okay. They are not, but national fans may change. Right. 
But here's the thing. If Thunder fans changed, it would be like Mavericks fans suddenly be like, okay, we're we're okay with Rondo now. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is what happened with DeAndre Jordan, which is weird. No, DeAndre was a bit different. He wasn't being like all this like about like how much he hated the Mavericks. The way Kevin Durant was like, you saw some re- interviews where like he was like, I'm tired. I was so tired of I hated Billy Donovan all this. Really? Because yeah, uh, well, he didn't say I hate Billy Donovan. He was like Billy Donovan is a bad coach, and then later he apologized for it. Right. Like, I mean, one of his Twitter rants. I think Durant is like really emotional and and stuff, and I think uh, he, he also. He, his opinion keeps being different, you know, because like at first he like really loved OKC, you know, when he left and then he like hated it and then he loved it again. You know, it's it's weird. Well, I think he loved the players, but he hated some of the behind the scenes stuff. Hmm. And also, I think he hated being in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it is worth noting also Kevin Durant did go to college at University of Texas. Did he like it there? Yes, he loved okay. it. He still has a very strong connection to Texas to this day. Yeah, that that seems fair. They get so many Kevin Durant shoes. They have a lounge with Kevin Durant's logo on it. Everything Texas basketball has a KD logo on it. Right. I mean, if if he proves that he's like a nice guy and they, that he isn't like a diva and that he like respects his teammates and stuff, then I'll I'll probably love him. You know, he does respect most of his teammates. He just has beef with Draymond. Which, I mean, I can't exactly blame him. Yeah. Because Draymond's not exactly the best locker room presence either. <laughs> no, but, like, what I mean is, like, the mass locker room is really different. You know, they're, like, a lot more, like, I guess, like, more humble people, you know, yes. compared to, like, the Warriors. Yes, that's the thing. And the only thing would be if Wes Matthews would still he- was still here, I'd be a little bit more worried about Kevin Durant because Wes Matthews is the type of competitive guy that can – that can like not exactly chill with KD, who's a bit more like chill and like laid back in the locker room. I guess so, yeah. Like the thing is, Kevin Durant as a person and just generally is just very laid back. He just gets annoyed. He gets irritated easily. Which, yeah. I mean, I get it. Cause you, you, I mean, I would probably get irritated too. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, the problem is you're comparing Kevin Durant and you're looking at like you're comparing Kevin Durant to Dirk and you're like if like comparing versus comparing Kevin Durant to like a typical person. It's like you're having these expectations of a once in a, in a lifetime player, which is Dirk in terms of like personality, which aren't realistic. I think you're right, but I do see some of that in like Kristaps uh, and uh, Luca. Oh, yes, know? but Chris, but they're young. Kevin Durant is jaded. To an I extent. mean, young people usually are a lot more arrogant, and then when they're older, oh. you know, players oh, well, at least they they can they they are arrogant though. But the thing is, they're also innocent. Compared they're confident to like, and humble is more. Yes, wow, they're I see. Confident, basically. more yes, innocent, confident, humble. Whereas yeah. KD is confident but not humble because he's won, he's done the winning, he's made the clutch shots he's made he's making money he does not care Kristaps yeah. is not even 20 is barely 24 years old you know katie's done all these things yeah okay. so to a certain extent he has a right to be cocky and on top of that he has a right to be like i, I want things my way because i'm good enough to say that right yeah and to be honest 
if he came here, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, and Chris Porzingis will win at least two championships. I'm willing to yeah. put that on paper. No, I think I agree. But as it's long still kind as of Kevin Durant though, doesn't get mad. Yeah, I mean, even though he's like, he's like one of the best players in the league, it's still kind of. It's weird. You should be like happy about that, like just the uh, rumors about it and stuff. But yeah, I mean, as a yeah. fan, you should be like happy hearing that he might sign. But I'm not particularly, you know. Well, everyone's obsessed with his perception. Whenever you, none of these people are psychologists. No, and there's true. there's one person I know that I've talked about with that is, but even then he's you can only see so many factors from the outside. You don't know Kevin Durant the person. You know Kevin Durant the basketball player and the media personality. Yeah, and also. Actually, I, I'm thinking of like a moment where there was like a quote where he said that Luca didn't even have to go to school because he played in Europe, and everybody took that as like some like hate speech. But then I, I looked at the full video, and he was actually like really nice about Luca. He was like, "Oh yeah, Europe was a better league, and you don't have to go to school." So I'm happy for him. And it wasn't yeah. even like a, a shot at Luca, you know? Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. I think to his, I think to a small extent, he's just. He's he probably was a little like annoyed that like Luca did have advantages, but not because of Luca, as more because of like just the situation. Because I'm sure if he could take it back, he probably wouldn't. If he had the choice, he probably wouldn't have gone to Texas. He probably would have gone straight to the NBA. Yeah. And I'm sure he's just saying like as a player, it's frustrating to see like players have these better opportunities now, but. Is is nothing against Luca or anything? No, exactly. Yeah. And also, personally, personal note: if you are an, an a young NBA uh, prospect at like 16 or 15, don't stay in the U.S. any seconds longer. Get out, and unless unless you unless you have like so much hype, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And even then, I would consider it. Hmm. Get out and go to Europe and get in those development academies and learn how to play smart basketball. Yeah, I agree with that. But the thing is, though, that Europe is really like uh, about like sharing the ball and stuff. And while college is like really star driven, you know, so if you're like a young star. It depends on where you go. That's true. Yeah. If you go to Spain, that's very team oriented. You go to the Adriatic League, especially like Cetavita, you're going to get all the chances you want. Okay. Like Cetavita's single purpose in Europe is to develop young talent by giving them as many opportunities as possible and then sell them for profit. Okay, so yeah, that sounds perfect. So uh, why don't players go there, you know? It's because weird. it's Europe. <laughs> yeah, okay. You have to learn the language and stuff, that's true. You have I to mean, learn the language, like, you have to want to go. Who? Like how many teenagers want to go to the Balkans? Yeah, fair point. I mean, like, Terrence Ferguson went to Australia. You know, that, that's Australia, and that was only because he was ruled ineligible for college. Really? Yes. Okay. And also, Australia speaks English. Exactly. That's my point, you know. Yeah, you know, you could go to England or Australia, you know. There is no attractive basketball league in England. Don't go. <laughs> but um, Australia is actually um jockeying for more NBA draft prospects. They're trying they're in starting this program where they have a specific slot for NBA draft eligible players. Oh that's nice. Yeah. And on top of that, instead of signing with a team from the get go, you sign with the league and then you can talk to the league and determine what is the best place for that prospect. 
I think the the Darius Basley thing is also interesting, right? He he like signed with the G League team, I guess, right? And then he, he like thought about signing with the G League team. They pulled out, and then they oh, signed in okay. this like one year like testing and promotion contract with New Balance. So um, they're like helping him train, whatever, by providing funds. Oh right, okay. So it's it's kind of weird that he, like his draft stock lowered a lot, right? Because he does really play on the team well yeah and on top of that he was never really that good compared okay. to like mitchell robinson oh, Mitchell okay. robinson i think if he went to college would have been a top 20 pick okay yeah that makes sense i was kind of confused about that basically situation but now i get it well, uh like, there is a small chance that darius basley doesn't get invited to the combine because he's not even really that good so right right so um you you don't think the Mavs sign Vucevic? So if they don't sign Durant either, they have a lot of money for a center probably. Which well, hold on, I, I will say this really quick. I think okay. he does end up here. I just think it's because Vucevic. It's more because of Vucevic wanting it than because yeah. the Mavericks are trying to offer him a lot of money. Yeah, I, yeah, that 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 does make sense. Yeah, because I think he'll like settle for a bit less, just because he loves. Oh, the Dallas and everything will, they have to offer. That would be great, actually. Yeah. And then I think at that point, the Mavericks would try to get Dragic if they didn't already. Right. Um, but let's say they don't sign Fucevic. Who who do you like the most uh, from the centers? Um, I would take a really long look at Dwayne Dedman. Okay. Um, because he's got the right size. He spaces the floor. He's a pretty good defender. He's He was a pretty good rebounder in San Antonio, but now he's being asked to play so much in the perimeter. Right. So I think, I'm not going to think he's going to get like 15 or 12 or even 10, but I think he can put up a solid like 8.5 to 9 boards. Okay, yeah, that Dallas, works. Especially so since no, he won't be asked to space the floor as much because Chris Depps is on the court. Yeah, so no Randall or, or Cousins? Randall can't play five for us he's too, he's undersized and his defense is poor cousins i don't see him coming here i mean i heard rick talk about how porzingis will probably play the four offensively but then defend centers and yes of course so randall could do the opposite you know if you have randall it doesn't matter who he defends he's just not a good defender okay yeah that that's a valid point i mean and I guess if you wanted something like that, this is where Brandon Clark comes into play. Yeah. Yes, Brandon Clark, I call him the defensive free safety. He right. is literally, like, he would fit in so well as a offensive five-man and as a defensive four-man. It's not, it's it's incredible just how well it would work. Oh, that sounds good, yeah. The only problem is he's not long, but he's so athletic. And he, he keep, he's he's very aware on the right. court. Right. And he just knows how to make impact plays. He's one of the leaders in the NCAA in blocks. Right. And he's an excellent not excellent, but relative to what he is as a player, he is pretty re- he's really good with his ball skills. Right. And if he ever develops a jump shot, his value soars to like yeah. a premier high level starter. All right. But even in his what he has like right now and he just develops that into an NBA form, that would still be fantastic next to Porzingis 
because he'd be a role man. He'd be a, a defensive stopgap for pretty much everything. And he'd also be able to attack closeouts. Right. And okay, he has so, excellent touch around the rim. Should have mentioned okay. that. Yeah, it sounds good. I, I'm not sure they could get him, you know, but if they Clark, could. I, they could. Yeah. He's he's going to be picked in, like, the late lottery, so they could get him. Yeah, okay, but they do but have, have their, their, for their yes. top five pick for that. Or they trade away something, like a – they could figure out some player to trade or something, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, that like makes sense. Like the deal or something. Right. If they, if they say um, – We'll take Dragic, we'll send you Lee, and then maybe like some other player that we'll send them. Or that we take on a contract. Because, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. No, I wouldn't either. Um, if the Mavs don't sign a center, uh, or Durant or whatever, you, or they have money for it, you know, do they sign Kemba Walker? Is that a possibility, you think? I think it would be interesting because when I see what I see in Kemba Walker, I see I go back to Spain and I think of Sergio Yule. Yeah. And I ask myself, can Kemba Walker fill that role in Dallas in an NBA level? And I say yes. The only question is what defenders are you signing around those two? Because you need to prioritize so much defense. Because, I mean, even if you, if you do start Maxi, you still have, you need an elite perimeter defender. Now, that elite perimeter defender is available. His name is Danny Green. But can you get him with Campbell Walker? I'm not sure. Right. And just, like, trying to sign, like, Al Farouk Aminu or something and play him at the four. And then, I guess... Use Maxi as like um, an off the bench defensive spark plug who plays like more minutes than the average bench player. Right. Yeah. I mean, I do. I do want some some like forty percent three point shooter like Danny Green though. Well, uh, Farouk's a pretty good three point shooter. Yeah. Okay. But That's obviously he's not Danny Green. But yeah. it is worth mentioning Danny Green's very on and off with his three point shooting. Right. Yeah. He has, like, odd year Danny Green is really good. Even year Danny Green is not as good. Okay. It's still good. It's just not as good. So, yeah, Alfred Aminu this year shooting 35.5% from three. That's not bad. Yeah. Especially for a six foot nine. Right. Um, Danny Green in the past year, so last season, put up um, 36% from three. So if you look, and then back in the San Antonio title days, he was always shooting like above 40% from 2011 to 2015. And then he had a bad year, and then he had an above average year, and then another above average year. And now in Toronto, he's back to shooting above 43%. Okay. So I wouldn't, I don't know if he'll be able to keep like above 40 something percent, but even if he's like 38 with his defense, that's extremely valuable. And I'd love to have him here. Yeah, for sure, me too. Um, is Malcolm Brockton a possibility? With enough money, I'd imagine. Because I think if you throw him a max, which, yes, would be max, overpaying. Max, really? Yeah. Was it be over, didn't we pay Chandler Parsons a max? 
Yeah, one time. Yes. So if we paid Chandler Parsons and Max, was that worth it? Possibly. Will it be worth it for Bragdon? Absolutely. Okay. In the same sense that, well, yes, dollar for dollar is overpaid. Right. But it's so still a 10,000 times better deal than Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I think so too. But it's I also like... Brogdon now is like the perfect off guard to yeah. Luka. I mean, you need six to pay... Six foot six, ultra need... hyper-efficient. I agree with that, but like you need to pay Porzingis as well. And you, you, need you to... can pay him whatever you want. You have bird rights. True. But another team offers him a max probably... So then you pay him the max. Exactly. That's so okay you, with me. You can you you were able to sign Brockton and then Porzingis. You just signed Porzingis second because you get like an entire week. No, you're right. But then you know you have to, you know you have to still pay other free agents. And if you can sign a bunch of like Deadman, you can sign for cheap. Relatively. Okay. Yeah. You can sign Ed Davis to a minimum. You can sign um, Iman Shumpert probably for pretty cheap. I would love to have Iman Shumpert here too. Okay. I guess that works, but I do want like a like that like a good center, you know, or like a yeah. There's well, I mean, the problem is that for all the good centers out there, they're either old, they want a lot of money, or they're or they're like there's like one which is Deadman, and right. then like a bunch of like blase centers that you don't really want on your team. Right. Like, do you? I guess I'd be fine with Boban, but not starting. He's the type of guy you want to plug and play for twelve minutes and then take yeah. him off because he's gonna get fouls. Yeah, exactly. Um. Do you really want Willie Cauley Stein? I don't. I like him, but I don't think he's leaving Sacramento anytime soon. He is restricted. Yeah, exactly. So, um, do you really want Ekpe Udo? I love Ekpe Udo. I do like him. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to start him. No. I want him off my bench. Yeah. Um, do you want Justin Patton? I. No. Do you want Zaza? Uh, not as his, his age now, I guess. Do you want JaVale McGee? <laughs> no. Do you want Tyson Chandler at 37? Maybe off the bench. At 37? No. Do you want Nerlens Noel? Nope. He's been playing really well in OKC. He has, but he didn't yes. really fit like the Mavs offense, I think. I think more defense. accurately, he didn't fit in Rick Carlisle's personality. That That as well, yeah. Do you want Jaleel Okafor? No. No, you don't, is the no. answer to that question. Do you want Avicha <laughs> Zubac? No. Do you want, like, at this point, do you want Daniel Tyus? I would say no, because you already have Maxi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he's he's good, but Maxi is better. Do you want Jordan Bell? I do, but not as a starter. He could start next to Porzingis. I don't mind it. Uh... I'm not sure. He's kind of limited. I guess but so. He would be an interesting bench piece for sure. Uh, Kenneth Fareed? No, because he's like injured all the time, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> and that's Cantor. Yeah, off the bench, but not as a starter. 
do I'm not even sure if I want him off the bench because he just has no defense. Yeah. Markeith Morris, not as a center. Mm. Not as a center. Oh. oh no, but maybe if he plays like forwards, but still then yes. I don't really I'm not really sure. Um we're just gonna keep going. Oh like there's nobody left. Okay. <laughs> um hold I on. mean um, uh, are there some uh, some players that stand out that you want for the match that you haven't mentioned yet? In terms of centers, no. No, in just terms players. Of players in other general. players. Um, you probably don't want want Kyrie, right? No, because no, he's he, he, Kyrie is is like actually weird. Yeah, Kyrie is worse than Durant in my opinion. And he's like. He's, I guess he's like a drama Kemba. Yeah. Um, it's weird because he didn't used to be like this. Like I'd be, yeah. Well, he, he, what happened was he left, he left Cleveland. Okay, so, uh, Delon Wright, I'd be very interested. Six foot six point guard. Yeah. That can nice. play off the ball as well. I'd yeah, be he's very nice. interested. Uh, Tomas Sadoransky, be very interested in Tomas. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving Washington, though. With enough money, he can leave, even though he is restricted. Okay, yeah. Um, Does Terry Rozier interest you? Oh, yeah, of I, course. I'm not sure. No? the shot selection is really bad. Um, he, he was really good as a starter, though. He also might have just gotten hot. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just saying, I'm not sure. For for the right money, I, I'd be interested though. Well, what I think if it's for the right money, Boston matches. Yeah, that's a fair point. Okay. Um, I, I guess Derrick Rose. No, not particularly. Right. Wayne Ellington, I think, would still be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It feels like I've wanted him for so long, and he just never comes. So I'm not he, betting he, on he, it. He was here. <laughs> well, that one time, and he yeah. barely played because Rick Carlisle just had something against him. Yeah, he wasn't um, fed, you know. Reggie Bullock. Um, I wouldn't mind him. I don't know too much about him actually. He's an excellent shooter. That's good. Yeah. Um, playing for the Lakers right now, probably one of their only good players right now because he just he shoots well. Oh yeah. Um, Seth Curry. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he he has been healthy in Portland, right? Yeah, he hasn't. He's been playing all right. He hasn't been playing the greatest. Yeah. Um, let me check his numbers. He Seth has to do Curry. too much with the ball, I think, is the the thing. He doesn't play enough. So he only played like 17 minutes. Right. Um, his three-point shots come along. He's shooting 45%. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But for a period of time, he was struggling. It is worth noting that Dallas had him as a significantly better two-point scorer. So I think Dallas is just the ideal fit. Yeah, I think so too. He, he, he fit. He fit great there, here. Whereas in Portland, he's just shooting threes mostly. Yeah. Like he's sh- like over half of his shot attempts are uh, three pointers. Yeah. Um. So going back to the list, um, does Alfred Payton interest you? No, not really. Okay. You? Um, I'm not sure. I'm. I'm just asking. Uh, I, I don't think Brook Lopez makes sense here, cause he's just so slow. Yeah, like if you if you had like a 
someone totally different from Przingers, then maybe, but not together. All right. Um, Mike Scott. Maybe. He's been struggling this year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Let me check. But um, what about Luke Richard and Bamute? He's pretty good. Um, yes, he's also old. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't mind it. For the minimum, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Um, shooting forty percent from three, uh, Mike Scott. Oh, that's pretty good. But he's also shooting thirty-five percent from two. Yeah, but I think he'll be more efficient in Dallas. You know, in Rick's offense. Perhaps, but he is in Philly right now. Yeah. So it is a question. Yeah, for sure. How about Kyle O'Quinn? Mm. For like a minimum, I guess, or yeah. like I, yeah. even then, it's it's blah. Um, yeah. Justin Holiday. He's nice if he shoots well, you know. He shoots like a little bit above league average. Yeah, I guess that's like decent. He's a pretty decent defender as well. Yeah. Is the only problem is he's not exactly consistent or anything. I I'd still take him over Tim Hardaway. So yeah, we'll, not, uh, we'll get to him in a second. Yeah, um, Marcus Morris, senior. No, I don't think so. All right, um, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, Simon I would Mia. like. I would like him actually. He has. I don't know. He plays a bit too physical, you know, which is kind of annoying. But well, like, you want him to play physical. If you get him on your team, that's exactly what you want him to do. Yeah, exactly. That's like the same thing I had with with Zaza Pachulia, you know. I well, kind of Zaza is not the same because Zaza was doing some dumb things, like I mean, sticking your foot out into someone else's jump shot. Yeah, but Patrick Beverly hasn't been Patrick like, Beverly you know, just dives after loose balls and sometimes hits people. Yeah. Okay. It just it, it's like I don't think there's a legitimate excuse for that thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I guess you're right. I, I like Patrick Beverly. He fits next to Luca. That is yeah. like the most important thing about it. He has the right mindset. Yeah. Um Mario Hazonia. <laughs> He's been really struggling in New York, but yeah, he did have that dunk though. Yeah. Um Jeremy Lamb, I'd be interested. Yeah, me too. I like him. Um, Corey Joseph, I'd be interested. Uh, he's been playing really well. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, he's Indiana. good. Yeah. Um, Miritich, sure. uh, I think yeah, he's for sure. Milwaukee, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Jermichael Green, I say no. He's been struggling. No, not really. Yeah, I agree. Darren Collison, I, I like him, but I don't think he fits with Luca because of the defense. Yeah, and his size and stuff. Yeah. Rudy Gay. No, I don't like him that much. Boyan. Yeah, I like him. Um, not for too much money, I think, though. I mean, I'd he's a great shooter. He's also a pretty good defender. Yeah. I would personally, I'd probably pay him about what Courtney Lee's getting. Yeah, that seems it's fair. Like 14. Yeah, I like that. Maybe even up to 18. Yeah. If, like, we can't get much else. Yeah. Um, Terrence Ross. Um, he's really inconsistent, right? He is also very athletic and has been much improved this year. Yeah, he fits next to Luca in my opinion, though, because of his athleticism and shooting ability. 
Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm okay with it. All right, um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep going a bit faster now because some of these names don't matter much. Alec Burks. Um, as long as he, he he will shoot, he will be shooting better. But nah. Wilson Chandler. No. KCP. Same with um. Burks. Uh, Burks, yeah. JJ Redick. Um. I don't think he leaves. We we, we kind of need some defense, I think, and he's not really he's great. A, he's a good de- he's a good team defender. He's very good off the ball, but he's gonna be anytime he gets matched up on the ball, he's gonna get taken advantage of. Right. Um, Tyreek Evans. Um, he's been struggling in yeah. Indiana, but I also think Dallas could perhaps provide a resurgence to him as a six man. Yeah, as a six man, I like him. Yeah. He's not starting in this team. No. He's too much of a defensive sieve. Um, Thaddeus Young. Mm, he's kind of someone that fits he's, next to Porzingis, yes. I guess. He'd yeah. Be a, he'd be the four next yeah. to KP at the five. Okay. I, um, I kind of like him, yeah. All right. Robin Lopez. Um, no, not really. Ricky Rubio. No, because we need shooters. He's been shooting all right, actually. Yeah, okay. It's it's and weird because he, he he doesn't shoot like a shooter, you know. He's like kind of slow and yeah. Yeah, he needs space for sure. Yeah. Um, give our ten second gush session over Chris Middleton. We want you so bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. But this, is it gonna happen? Yeah. You think? No. No. I but I want it to. Yeah. Taj Gibson. Uh, how old is Taj Gibson now? Thirty four. That is too old, I think. Damari Carroll. Yeah, I like him. He's also old, and he hasn't exactly been good this year. It's true. He is a good shooter, supposedly, though. Yeah. He's okay. He's inconsistent. Mm. This season, he's shooting bang on league average. Right. And um, on four and a half attempts. And he's also um, um, five rebounds, I guess, is good. Okay. Uh, he's also, I think he's been playing a lot of the four up there in Brooklyn. Trevor yeah. Ariza. Um, for I maybe. mean, if you like Damari Carroll. Yeah. I think Ariza's um, better than Carroll for sure, but I don't want to yeah. spend too much money. Well, um, well, I don't think he... I think he already got his paycheck, and he's yeah. going to take a bit less if he's going to a contender. Tobias Harris somehow. <laughs> yeah, somehow, yeah. but He's basically Harrison Barnes that can shoot threes and yeah, play make. That's basically what he is. His defense is better as well, I think. Somewhat, but not yeah. too much. Mm, okay. Um, Valanciunas is as an option. He's not leaving. Clay Thompson, no way. Clay Thompson? Um, I mean... No way. Like, if Durant stays, then he kind of has no, to leave, right? No, he doesn't. No? No. Okay. Why would he leave? I mean... And why would he come to Dallas? Like, yeah. I get it. He, the no, fit that's a works. better question. But yeah. unlike Katie... You look at Clay Thompson and you ask yourself, at this point, he's been Robin his whole career. He's loved being Robin. He loves yeah, yeah. being Robin so much. And he loves Steph Curry. They're mm. brothers, basically. Yeah. But I think I, he wants the money as well, though. He gets paid more than enough. He's on this big shoe deal. Oh, right. That's true. Because he got he took the China shoe deal check. Right. Um, yeah. Jabari Parker. <laughs> no. No way. Um, 
<laughs> DeAndre Jordan. For 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 like a minimum. For nothing. Or no, nothing. Nothing. For nothing. Okay. No, nothing. No. Sorry. No. 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 <laughs> um. Paul Millsap has a club option and is getting paid thirty million. There is a decent chance the Nuggets decline. Would you be interested in Paul Millsap? Uh, he is a little injury prone. He's also might be the perfect fit to Porzingis if he yeah, can stay healthy. Exactly. So I I think it's a risk worth taking, I guess. How much? Um, I think if you give him like eight million dollars or something, ten million. Eight million, ten million. The that's question is, how yeah. much is he worth? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I mean, he hasn't exactly been bad this year when he's played. Yeah. He's been a pretty good shooter, if I remember correctly. Um, that's the last name worth mentioning. So okay. I just want to look at his numbers. 36.6% from three. Um, has played 55 games this year. Um, so, um, shooting 53% from two on seven attempts, seven rebounds. Um, a block and 1.3 steals per game. If he can hold something like that, I'd be very interested. Right. Yeah. And about the West contract, even as long because I have faith in Casey Smith to hold our players together. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right, and with that, free agency is done. Wait, who were the the highlights of like the for you? Like you know, it was I think Fucevic and Durant basically or. Druggage, right? Kemba, yeah, Kemba. Paul Millsap, yeah. um, Danny Green, um, Chris Milton, Malcolm Brogdon. Those would be my preferences. Right. And out of the like the realistic choices, who, who are Camino. like the... Okay. Um, who would I like the most? Oh, I don't know. There's, there's too many that I like. Yeah. It just kind of depends on how the Mavericks draft. I mean, dr- yeah, Druggage seems really likely, honestly. Drogic like seems like a draft day trade. Yeah. Um, I want to check his contract really quick, actually, before yeah, we sure. move on. Because I don't know if he had a trade kicker. Oh, right. Yeah. Because um, Jordan did have a trade kicker. Right. And so um, he that was the reason they decided to sign him a free agency for basically the same deal. Right. Yeah. Um. I see zero notes about any trade kickers. Cool. Yeah, so that's perfect. All right, um, moving on. Yeah, so do you think J.J. Barea is coming back at all this year? Um, uh, next year, sorry. Next year, I mean, it's possible, but I wouldn't bet on it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all that needs to be said. So he could be out for like the full year next year, you think? If he's out all season, he's just going to retire. What's the point? Yeah. For sure. I think he really uh, wants to come back in like maybe February sure. next year. I sure, guess. he wants to, but uh, it, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Justin Jackson. Yeah. Um, shooting 39% from three. Um, shooting the exact same percent from two. Right. Just seems very raw. Yeah, I've, I get the impression uh, too. Yeah. Do um I guess would you be interested in him long term, or are you thinking he's probably doesn't really get anywhere? 
Um, I think if the Mavs like keep him long term, I wouldn't mind. But I, if if they let him go in a, uh, in a few years, I wouldn't mind either. You know, it's like. Well, I mean, they're not. They're going to keep him for now because he's he's his contract is still going for like another yeah, yeah, yeah. year, and then he's restricted, so he probably won't get paid much, and they'll just sign him to a cheap deal for like another three years. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. You know, he's he still has like a lot of potential, and he could be, he could become like really great. I, I he probably plays summer league next year, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to like seeing him play there, and probably next to Luca and Brunson. So, he, he, and whoever they pick in the second round. Yep. And Daryl sure. Macon, and probably Costas. Yeah. And um, perhaps some of the other guys on the Mavs G League team, if they can get him on their summer league team. Yeah, for sure. And maybe broke I, off. Probably not. Probably not. I'd be very interested to see if the Mavs could get Trason, Trason Burrell on their summer league team. Right. He's on the Texas Legends. He's been shooting efficiently. He's one of the best players on the team net rating-wise. And he. the only problem is he is like 190 pounds. Wow. He's really skinny. Right. I think so. he, he, he'll... Uh, you know they'll they'll probably uh, let him play in summer league though. He's also like 26, so he's a little old. Right. We'll but see. He's not too old. Okay. Anyway, um, I think anything else to mention with Jackson? I don't think so. No, I think that's it. Okay, Luca's anger. Um. Yeah. I kind of expected it. So. Yeah, and and he. He is kind of dealing because at the same time he like realizes that the Mavs aren't playing for anything, and I think he's like excited for next year because of Chris Substance and stuff. But you know it's understandable that he's like frustrated and, and angry at stuff. You know. Yeah, I mean I would be too. Yeah. Just because I mean whenever you never get to play with Ryan Brokoff. Yeah. So everyone that you pass to in the corner misses. Yeah, for sure. I'd get mad too. Yep. Especially when I knew we had players capable of hitting the shots that never play. I, I like that he's still passing though. You know, he's not like like well, screw he, this. I'm 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 shooting. You know, he has to if he keeps trying to score on himself on his own. He's gonna get hurt. Bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was uh, he was upset after the, after Rick didn't call a timeout. You know, against Houston, and I think he was upset. I think he was just expecting it, and then yeah, and he wasn't ready for it. Yeah, that was kind of weird, but at the same time, it wasn't a bad decision by Rick at all. No, it's just that since Luca wasn't ready for it, he probably should have called it. Yeah. Only true. for that. Not for the entire rest of the situation. And yeah, and exactly. If you're looking at all the factors. If Luca was ready for either way, I would have just I would have done what he did. But because Rick because Luca clearly was not ready, I would have called the timeout. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, he's been kinda of struggling. Uh last game he came light. For sure, yeah. Yeah, last game he came off the bench, and I think that's the role for him. Like he's a, he's like a, a spark plug, you know. Yeah, he. I think the issue is he's not the kind of guy that can come into a team mid-season. And that's true. Good. Yeah, it is worth noting he is shooting fifty percent from the two, which is pretty good. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, he's just yeah, shooting think, so many three pointers. It's I don't understand why he's shooting seven a game. He should not. I mean, I get it. There's not many good players on this team, but yeah. he should never be shooting above four a game, ever. I think this summer Rick probably like looks at his roster and figures out what he how he wants to play. And now we, they just kind of came in, and he just kept playing the way they they played. You know, 
Yeah. Big question, actually, about players that Rick will be looking at, although it's not actually technically his decision. Do you think Ryan Brokoff stays on the Mavericks? He has a non-guaranteed contract for next year. Um, I think Rick likes him, but at the same time, oh, really? he doesn't care. Rick likes him? Rick likes he, he, him? He likes him, but he likes all Are the we sure about more. that? Are we sure about that? I'm not sure Rick likes him because Maybe he not. refused to play him for like half the season. Yeah, but at the same time, there are a lot of like proven players. But yeah, at this point, now that we're kind of tanking, he should actually be playing. So I guess you are. He's, who's proven? Tim Hardaway Jr.? In his eyes, he is. You know, in Rick's eyes. Yeah, well, then Rick's eyes need to be checked. Yeah. And he's also not playing Courtney Lee, so my logic doesn't really work, I guess. Also, another thing, Rick Carlisle's contract got extended. Yeah, it's true. Before the start of the season. I mean, I guess he was going to be here for the long haul anyway. Yeah. But now it's confirmed he's going to be here just one extra year longer till 22-23. And yeah. he got a pay raise. It's kind of weird because the team has been kind of struggling, you know? Well, it's not, it's not on him. It's not, it's not Mostly his Mostly not on him. Yeah. Although I'm sure he could be making better decisions. Yeah. But at a certain point, I kind of think the Mavericks were, at a certain point this season, low-key considering tanking earlier than we think they were like i think they were in so much denial because they actually were yeah okay um i guess it's time to move on to the next topic yep. um we already discussed timmy burke and lee um yeah timmy, basically but are they like trading timmy or 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 uh, lee is the question you know um i think if the, i think lee is very tradable I think Timmy is untradeable for other teams. I don't think any teams right. want Tim Hardaway Jr. So the only way Tim Hardaway gets moved is if we send assets or we're taking on cap space even more in return. Right. I mean, I'm I'm okay with uh, keeping Burke if it's necessary for like little amount of money, and I'm okay with keeping Timmy. But Lee, I kind of want being want to be traded. You know, he's old and yeah. I I think Lee deserves minutes still. Yeah, that, I agree with that. If they're going to keep him, they have to play him. But I because th- I mean otherwise no one's going to want to trade for nobody. Like he's basically what you're trading with for Ken, for because at least when the Knicks traded for Wes, Wes was playing. Yeah. True. Um, interesting fact actually, I just wanted to mention because he was an Albatross contract for a little while. Jan Mahimni is right. expiring next year. Hmm. And I would not be surprised to see him get moved around in a deal as well. I'm only mentioning it because he hit that buzzer beater in the 2011 finals. <laughs> right. Um, I remember Miami from... Uh, like, uh, I started in like 2012-13 with watching, and I, he stayed on the team a little longer than the other championship players, I think. And I remember him, and he was like, always a great guy and stuff. Yeah, and then he got to the Pacers, and he had his shine for a couple seasons. He was really good on the Pacers. Yeah. And then he got paid, and then he sucked. Yep. He's like, oh, you gave me my check? I'm going to go chill on the Washington, D.C. mall, I guess. Whatever you do in Washington, D.C. every day, because you can't really go to like the yep. Washington Monument every day. Um, but I would like him back, but at the same time, we have like Dwight. I, you know? I'll pass. I'll pass. Really? I'll pass. Okay. Yes, I'll pass. Um, okay, Timmy or Harrison Barnes time? Yep. So um, like- 
I think I pro- like generally I take Harrison Barnes just because he's bigger and yeah. plays better defense. And but it's it's not like a mile away off. It's just Tim Hardaway is cold right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Like Barnes is really good at scoring and a little better at rebounding. Generally a better shooter. Yeah, but Timmy, you know, he's he's quicker and he's a, a like a better passer. And is he though? I mean, he actually does pass. You know, that's the thing. Barnes he only. Really. I think all he passes, but is it effective or is it just because he's not a ball hog? Okay, let's put it like that. He's he's less of a ball hog than Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to be like, <laughs> you better define right now what you mean by that, because otherwise people are going to s- construe it somehow. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean it like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Did trading DSJ hurt the Mavs? You know, besides having Christos Porzingis, because it's worth it for that. But like, because of Burke, Timmy, and Lee kind of being struggling, you know. No, is the answer because they weren't even that good with Dennis. Dennis was not the reason the Mavs were winning games. Mm, you know, and and most for of his the potential, time. you know, isn't isn't it kind of a waste that he's gone? You know, for long term. Um, no, because they have Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna talk potential, you literally have to talk about Porzingis. Yeah, I mean, I I like Dennis, but I um I think his his shot was kind of like inefficient and, and inconsistent and. I think it was also a fluke because look at his numbers in New York. He's shooting 29% from three. Yeah, it was weird how his percentage was pretty good, but it his shot his shot did it look kind of awful. It yeah. fell off. Yeah, too. like it was, it was like at thirty-seven at one point. Yeah, but like I still do like like some quick athletic point guard next to Luca, you know, as as long as they can play off ball, you know. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of interested in Kemba. I mean. Yeah, for sure, he, he's 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 ideal, except for that he doesn't play that great of defense. But yeah, there's one thing that's interesting about Dennis's time in New York. He is, has a career high assist to turnover of six to two point four. In New York right now. Yes. Wow. That is remarkable. Yeah. He also is shooting fifty six percent from the free throw line. Okay, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> On four attempts a game. Wow. Yeah. It's really bad. I mean, at least like his playmaking is getting better. So in a couple of years, he'll be probably like a very good player. Yes, he's just no Chris Tapps. No, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, so not not changing my mind on the trade, y'all, in case you were wondering. And Reese Conkle, Dennis Smith Jr. is not a good shooter. <laughs> true. I don't care what you said. I remember when you were saying he was shooting 37%. Look at his numbers now. Okay, I'm just tripping. Don't don't take that seriously. I'm just have fun. <laughs> no, but I agree. You know, yeah, it, it's it's really worth it. You know, even even though they lost two first round picks in the future as well, they'll Chris be in like the twenties. They'll be in the twenties. Yeah, yeah, they will yeah. be in the twenties. Even if no big free agent ever comes, Chris Tapps and Luca will always will be fifty plus wins as yeah. long as they stay healthy. I agree with that. Yeah, and also if the if Zion somehow, magically, with 9% odds, ever, if he makes it to Dallas, I swear to God, the league is over. 
Yeah, that will be insane. It would. It really. It is really over. Yeah, the league is over. You have eight years of team control for Luca and Zion. Yeah, you have Chris Tatch for four more years at least, if not five. Yeah. Um. Top of that, you have you have the ability to extend Kristaps again. Yeah. So you're talking about deep playoff runs, championships, and so much, so much like long term power. Like it's just insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Zion is like a souped up Draymond offensively, and then defensively, he's still so athletic and he plays hard. Yeah. So as long as he doesn't blow out his shoe again. So, gonna need <laughs> yeah. to give him some LeBrons. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the last topic, yeah, we we pretty much talked about it a little bit, but like whether like if Burke stays and Lee and and Timmy, if they will be better next year after had after they had like a summer to practice with the team, you know. Well, Hardaway is gonna be better than whatever he is right now. Yeah, I agree. Because yes, he just will be. Yeah. Um, Lee. I don't really think Lee's plays even up to him at this point. No. Yeah. Um. And then Burke. I mean, he'll be better, but how much better? And is it even really worth bothering resigning him or not? I guess. So, we, but we already hashed out that conversation. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, there's no sure. guarantee Burke is even here next year. He probably leaves. I think. If he gets any amount of contract above three million, he goes. Yeah, Our, for sure. Maverick should not match. No, I agree with that. Yeah. So that's that's everything. That's everything. Yeah, it went it went quicker than I thought because it it was a lot of topics, you know. Yes. Yeah. I think we probably went about like one an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly one and a half. All right. Well, let's go in and end it. Yep. Like yeah, you don't have anything left to say or. Well, I mean, we already said all the topics, so I mean, I'll yep. just plug the socials. Um, sure. you can find me on your... Twitter at Max Scouts. On my work is on LockDraft.com. Um, they have the website updated, but they haven't gotten into the preseason stuff that I wrote, so that stuff is not on the website yet. It will be on there shortly, I imagine. Um, I have more pieces coming for them as well. I also am working on a G League piece for uh, Dallas Prospect, talking about some of the players on the Legends, including Daryl Macon and Costas Antetokounmpo, among others. Um, that's uh, DallasProspect.com. The DallasProspect.com, excuse me. And um, also, I have the podcast, The, the Third Round Picks. Uh, we actually just released an episode um, the night before we recorded this episode, so check that out. And then by the time this episode gets out, there will be probably a couple more episodes coming out, at least one more, um, which will be focusing on March Madness, mostly with the tournament coming around. Um and then my co-host for that, you can find Mazdraft. I think all of y'all know him at Mazdraft on Twitter, Mazdraft.com, and uh, Mike Bibbins, Adam Bibbs for his re- his uh, regular account, and then Bibbs Corner for everything Mavericks and sports related, um, and BibbsCorner.com. Um, thanks for uh, listening to us and giving us your support. Yeah, for sure. And if you're interested about our opinions from of the Brazingis trade that is in left in the last episode we talked about it a lot and about uh, what we envisioned Tim Hardaway Jr. being and stuff and so check that out it's still kind of relevant in my opinion so yes and um, with that plug your socials yeah I mean once again I don't have an 
I don't really have a Twitter account or anything. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, no, no. That's not my YouTube Twitter account. You know, I still need to make some something like that. But I do have like a a weird basketball account. It's called Ed Mavericks Monte. It's a very I, it's a very funky Mavericks account, and it inspired the name of this podcast. Yep, for sure. I'm a huge fan of Monte Ellis, and yeah, so anything basketball is on there. So you can check me out if you like basketball. All right. Um, with that, signing off. I got two, too, too much Monte. Monte Ellis, ask the fellas. Food talk trash because they jealous. Laid back from the south. Trying to hack up, I'll make you shut your mouth.